this episode, Andy is joined by master of the tag rope himself, James Avery. Welcome to the Road Home from Wrestling interview. I feel safest of all I can lock all my doors And this the only way to live In cars James Avery, master of the tag rope himself He will rule you How are you doing, sir? Fantastic I'm as good as uh, I feel as good as I look So, great Wow, man I didn't know it was possible to feel that good <laughs> So, uh, man, it's good to see you Um we, uh, I have seen you wrestle several times, uh, only at Rockstar Pro. And just to explain uh, why, okay. why for you know for now a couple years we've we've uh, called you the master of the tag rope. It's because you often would be in a scramble match and be right. holding holding onto the tag rope, but you know, letting everyone know, hey, I'm holding onto the tag rope. I'm not getting in there, you know. And uh, we were often very big fans of your cunning stealth. And your, uh, you know, very intelligent ways of, uh, you know, of defeating your opponents. Um, what do you think of that? Well, uh, before we get started, first I'd like to thank you for having me on. I've seen a couple of my students' interviews. And uh makes me think that they need to take some interviewing classes at the Ohio Pro Wrestling Academy. But, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, thank you for having me on the show. But, um I got a little business I got to talk with you uh, first. Yes, sir. Uh, I should say we have a little bit of what you call in the professional wrestling business a little bit of heat. Uh-oh. Um, what, what, what is the name of your podcast? The Road Home from Wrestling. The Road? That's, that's very interesting because I know a certain someone, me, myself, uh, up until about a year ago, uh, had a uh, professional wrestling-themed podcast myself Mm -hmm. and it happened to be called i don't know if you could see that the car ride home interesting so yes so uh i don't know if if you're ripping me off on purpose or (laughs) what (laughs) wow well admitted admittedly you can have oh oh you're gonna plug your mug while i plug my my coffee mugs well Honestly, um, honestly I, I mean, I mean, it, admittedly, I, d- I don't have any domain over the name, considering my uh, co-host of that show that isn't really around anymore. So, um, but uh, <laughs> I, I take I take it that's a coincidence, then. Yeah, it must be. I had no knowledge of uh, of that. Um, you know, I actually have plausible deniability as well as actual deniability. So, um, you know, I, I had no knowledge of that. Um, you know. Me and a buddy of mine, we just decided to just start recording our conversations on the road home from, uh, you know, Fair pro enough. wrestling shows that we went to. And that's where the name came from. It's also an inspirational kind of thing for myself because I'm all about the journey, my friend. You know, the destination's great, but if you don't enjoy the journey, then what the hell are you doing, you know? So uh, that's kind of the reason behind the name of our show. Although, if you want to take credit, I mean, that's cool, you know? Uh, not so much credit. Um, I mean, you know, if you want to offer something a little bit more tangible, I can give you my PayPal address after the end of the show. Okay. And, and we could talk numbers later, but that's 
That's quite all right. That's cool. But uh, anyway, on, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Under on, on your earlier question about the master of the tag rope, um, I have wrestled for Rockstar uh, quite frequently. Uh, although, admittedly, when I go there, it's usually to watch my students. Um, I, I don't, uh, I only went there a handful of times to actually wrestle. Um, you know, although I, I love Rockstar, it's just a, a matter of my, my real-life schedule getting in the way, or else I'd be there every event. Um, but usually I go there to support my students, and uh, me and uh, Dave and uh, Jay Chris go way back. So pretty much every time I show up, it's like, hey, you're wrestling, right? Sure. <laughs> so um, I usually end up doing uh, scramble matches. And uh, as far as the whole tag rope thing, I mean... I don't want to get beat up. I mean, you got all those young guys doing the flips, the flops, doing all this stuff. I, I don't need to do all the flips. I want to win. So why wouldn't I wait outside and pick my shots? Hey, that's solid logic. Um, you know, I've off, I've <laughs> Plus, also heard. <laughs> I've also what other? Yes, sir. Oh, sorry, I have a little bit of lag here, so it's. I don't mean to talk over you. Plus, one little thing. Yeah, you remembered me holding the tag rope the entire time. Do you remember anything else from those matches? I do. I remember the uh, crowds themselves uh, singing that you're the best wrestler. In fact, you're the bestler. Um, you know, I've heard that uh, many times. Uh, and also <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that you would rule people. So those are things that uh, I did hear. Um, and those are things I remember. So... <laughs> oh, I'm, I can see the chat too. Yeah, so you got uh, you got all kinds of your students there in the chat. I mean, and and just to list some of the folks that we've seen that we find to be tremendous, and I'm pretty sure I'm right on all these. Um, we got Path City, we got Will the Thrill, yep. we got the yep. Baker Hickey Boy, we got the Bruiser yep. Hickey Boy, um, we got yes. um, uh, number two. I mean, uh, Daniel Winchester. We got Big Fish Rombowski. We got Dr. Manfred Ricketts. Um, you know, are, are all these guys, your, these are your guys? Is that right? Not, not uh, Ricketts. Um, also, I'm surprised you forgot Bruce Gray. Right. Well, that's another thing. That's another reason why we've called him the master <laughs> of the tag rope. Because he told me that he learned all of his tag rope shenanigans from you. So that's another reason why we called you that. So. Well, I'm I'm kind of honored, but I kind of got it from him because, uh, as you may or may not know, Bruce Gray was a referee for many, many years before he actually stepped in the ring, and no one would enforce that tag rope more than him. Like he, he was a stickler for the rules, and I constantly had to remind him, like, you know, the rules are, are what you want to make it, but no, no, you. He he was all about that tag rope. So you know, he, I so if if he ripped me off, I originally ripped him off, and then I'm sure we both stole it from somewhere earlier. So Bruce Gray is one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Yeah, I see that we're all ripping each other off, but uh, anyway, he is yeah. one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Um, everything that he does is great, and like I mean, everything from just a simple. Like standing outside and seconding someone in a match or uh, main eventing a show or just cutting a small promo or a major promo. I mean, that dude is about as good as it gets on the indie scene, in my opinion. 
I, I, I mean, admittedly, I'm a little bit biased since we've known each other for 20 years and I trained him to be a wrestler. Uh, he's the guy who, who gets it. He gets working. He gets professional wrestling. Um, you know, the, my opinion about professional wrestling is the athleticism. You know, I've been doing this for 20 years. The athleticism has gone way up, but the actual working has plummeted. Mm -hmm. And Bruce Gray's one of those guys who who still works at, at, a, at a tippy top level. He's he's just one of those guys that I, I love watching. I can't stop watching him, and he's one of the reasons that uh, I have gone back to Rockstar Pro over and over again. Um, you know, the things he's doing right now are just incredible. And if I think back to six months ago, he was also doing something incredible then. And he was one of the guys when I first went up there. He was in a tag team with John Murray, and they were called Grits and Gravy, yep. and they were what brought me back. It was them. It was those guys. When I was like, I was like, these guys are amazing. I want to see these guys wrestle every match. I want to see them wrestle each other. I want to see them wrestle everything. And I just couldn't quit, couldn't quit going just because of those two. Now, um, Bruce Gray also, you know, like you said, he's a referee. I just want to let you know. He's kind of changed his tune a little bit because I have often asked him questions about, you know, the rules and things like that to get things cleared up. And he recently, I mean, I guess it was about six, eight months ago now, um, there was a question about a young lady named Amazing Maria who was choking someone with okay. the tag rope. And I asked Bruce Gray, okay. I said, that is not what that's for. And his, his answer was, was the ref looking? And I said, no. And he said, perfectly legal. Yeah, it's only cheating if you get caught. Uh, plus, like you said yourself, he's been, um, no, I'm not a loser. Thank <laughs> you, by the way. Um, Bruce Gray is one of those guys who invents himself. He reinvents himself, uh, you know, way, and, and he's successful at everything. Am not. Uh, he's one of those guys who's successful uh, at whatever role he was, whether it's comedy or, or being a, a bad guy, I see Matt Smith is watching. Hello, Matt Smith. But uh, no, I can't say enough about him. But uh, I thought this was an interview with me. Let's talk about how great I am. Okay, sorry, sorry. You're right, you're right. My bad, <laughs> my bad. Uh, well, tell me a little bit about Pro Wrestling Live and the Ohio Wrestling Academy and what that's all about, man. Well, the uh, Pro Wrestling Live show, which is June 16th in Blacklick, Ohio, you can get your tickets at ProWrestlingLive.com. Um, I often get asked, because I'm a pro wrestling trainer, uh, you know, if I run shows, if I run a promotion. Um, I've played the promoter role in the past, uh, not really for me. I prefer the trainer role. However, uh, this event, uh, once every year, is basically our graduation, our celebration uh, Pro Wrestling Live is where we get to showcase not only the students of the uh, Ohio Pro Wrestling Academy, uh, but a lot of other uh, talent around the area as well. Again, that's June 16th, Blacklick, Ohio. Front row is sold out, uh, but uh, and most of second row, but there's still some seats available at ProWrestlingLive.com. Well, you guys heard that. So that means if front row sold out, second row's maybe got a couple seats left, maybe if you're lucky. Um, that means that that's a hot ticket and that's something you want to see. Um, you know, I am really hoping to get up to that, up to that show because man, 
you know, it's been a long time since I've seen Daniel Winchester wrestle. And all your students, like I said, we love Path City. There's a bunch of guys that we love that you've had a hand in, in uh, training. And, um, you know, I think there's a, a common denominator here, and obviously that's you. So tell me a little bit about your training style. How do you teach people to work? Well, I wish there was uh... – you know, a special magic formula that I can apply to everybody and make them great professional wrestlers. Um, the reality is that, you know, there is no magic formula. There is no trick. Um, you know, just a lot of people react to some to positive reinforcement, some to negative reinforcement. Um, I think my role as the trainer is to, uh, you know, encourage and motivate and, you know, make these guys the best wrestlers that they can possibly be. Um, I have absolutely no problem saying that the Ohio Pro Wrestling Academy is 100% an ego passion project. Um, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I'm a little bit beat up. Uh, and I've always wondered, what if I could take what I know now and apply it into a healthy, you know, 18-year-old, you know, athlete uh, and, and that's been my goal since the beginning. That's pretty awesome. This is a realistic, like an actual version of time traveling that you're doing here. So, you know, basically, that's pretty basically, awesome. Or, or, you know, like my children, except, you know, it's socially acceptable to beat them up when they mouth off. Well, they, hey, they signed a waiver, you know, so what are you going to do? But uh, they, they agree. It's, to fu it. it's funny. That, that phrase comes up a lot during training. Uh, <laughs> uh, this. This past Sunday, uh, my uh, my canvas is blue, and I swear one of the guys thought that uh, you know instead of a wrestling ring, it was a twelve foot pool, and he decided to drive head first into it. Uh, that's always the first. He signed a waiver, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Holy crap! Wow. Well, um, that is amazing. Um, I am am blown away by that. That's tremendous stuff. Now. Uh, tell me, like, who are some of the guys that we will see on this pro wrestling live show, or is that a secret? Uh, no, the card's been announced. Uh, you're gonna see, um, uh, you're gonna see Warhorse, uh, which is Patrick Hickey and uh, Chris Crosshairs yeah. Kelly. Yeah, you may know him. Yeah, he's great. Uh, they've been tearing it up. They're the uh, RCW tag champs, the OCW tag champs, and they're gonna be taking on Wet Dream. Uh, which is, uh, of course, Winchester and uh, Big Fish. Well, so it's just uh, like, I'm looking forward to that one. Like that, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I hate their t-shirts. <laughs> I, I hate I hate Winchester's hair. I hate everything about them. And the, this is the you're the worst, Winchester. You've you've passed Baker as the worst. I just like to officially, oh if you're watching, I like to officially announce that. A um, couple other matches. Uh, we have. Uh, We've been doing this show annually for about five years now, so we decided it's about time to have our first champion. Uh, so in that, we have uh, Matt Taylor, uh, the Baker, James Hickey. Um, yes, Big Fish, I, I like you. Now, if you could just cut off the Marty Jannetty, you'll be... Uh, you'll be <laughs> wow. uh, we got uh, Matt, Matt Taylor, who's been on a tear everywhere. He's you know won titles everywhere. James the Baker Hickey. Uh, from my newest class, the uh, Dominican Hercules, Luis Casanova uh, from the Dominican Republic. Um, we have uh, Chase Winters, uh, who uh, has gotten the go-ahead for me in only two months of training. 
the guy's a prodigy. Wow. Um, hopefully you'll see him at, at Rockstar very soon. Um, see, yeah, he was Marty. I said that from mm-hmm. the beginning. He's a Marty. It's true. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we have um, Queen Aminata. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. Yes. Uh, she's one of my students. And uh, uh, she'll be working Holodead uh, from Ring of Honor. Um, that'll be really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queen, Queen Aminata's been on a tear. I don't know if you've uh, seen the pictures from her last match, but uh, she busted somebody open with a chair. I forget her. Sweet. Or something like that. So. Um, Brandon Fields, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the professional Brandon Fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, guy's a, the guy's a mechanic. The guy's a wizard. Um, he'll be taking on Dave Christ. Um, so that, that'll be a lot of fun. And then, of course, in the main event, you know, this guy right here. Me and uh, my team of uh, Tommy Chill, Tanu, the uh, African wrecking ball in the asylum will be taking on uh, Flex Jordan. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Flex sure. Jordan from Rockstar yeah. and his team of uh, not me. So uh, <laughs> it, it's going to it's going to be a great card. And also, there's going to be an after party at Gehanna Lanes. I'm going to be honest. The show at this point is pretty much more of an excuse to have a party after <laughs> after the show at Gehanna Lanes. Fair Oh, we've pre-booked the Uber. It's 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 going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, but like I said, we don't really do shows a, a lot. But uh, like I said, this is pretty much the culmination of of everything that we've been uh, working towards as well. There's going to be a lot of other people on the show. Uh, Ron Mathis will be on the show. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I think that if if you know anyone watching this uh, has never experienced this kind of thing. Going to a show that is filled with students and people that are, you know, are students of that school or whatever the case may be, it's really more like a turd cutter. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading the, You're good. the comments. There's a lot of shit talking going on. I get it. And uh, <laughs> one, one of my favorite things ever is seeing a guy, you know, for his first match or what, you know, one of his first matches yeah. and then seeing them progress over time because uh, the best pro wrestlers, even the guys that are on TV and all that, they get better every time. You know what I mean? And so, like, I love watching guys get better and better and better. And, you know, that's what's been fun about going to Rockstar over the years. Back when they did those Ludus shows, we would see main events right. of of Clayton Jackson and Zachary Wentz, you know, and, and now those guys are all over the place doing their thing. So, right. pretty right. cool. Well, I'm always telling my guys, there is no level in professional wrestling. You're either getting better or your, your skills are getting worse. So, uh, you, you know, I always encourage my guys, you know, get out, improve yourself, better yourself. Um, I, I realistically, I like to, yes, Bruce Gray's in the title match as well. Thank you. Nice. Chad Stevens is the real promoter. I'm just, I'm just the face, <laughs> uh, the handsome face. Um, you know, I always encourage my guys to get out and I know this is going to sound corny and hokey and, and bullshit, but, um, you know, it, from seeing those students come in on the first day, uh, not knowing anything, or in some cases they think they know stuff and they really don't know anything. Uh, and then, you know, them putting up with, you know, those first few hard months, you know, where it's really difficult and everybody struggles, everybody struggles in wrestling training. And then to actually see them on a show and then to see them come back from their first show, uh, you, you know, even if it's even if it's a shit match. Which, you know, 99% of the people in professional wrestling, your first 10 matches are hot garbage. But it doesn't matter. 
you know, you, you, you just come back and you see the, the, the bright look on that guy's face from, you know, somebody who's wrestled their first match and it, it's awesome. There, there's no high like it. Uh, you know, at this point, I, I think I, I even prefer the training aspect over the, the, the wrestling aspect, so to speak. Well, it's, it's, you know, there's something different. You know, I, I've taught guitar for years and like, you know, I've been in bands and stuff and I played on stages in front of a couple hundred people and stuff. And that's great. It's fun. You know what I mean? But the thing that sucks about that is all the work that goes into it is insane, you know, and then you're up there for an hour in a wrestling match. You're up there for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And all the work that goes all into that is insane. But the thing is, is that one of the most like rewarding things ever is when you see students have aha moments where they you see them right. taking strides and, and realizing, you know, it, that's so great. Can you tell me a story where somebody did that and, and it was uh, really rewarding? Well, I was looking through the uh, chats. Uh, somebody asked me if I beat up any security lately. Um, I did a uh, benefit show. Uh, me and uh, Tommy Chill did a benefit show in Cincinnati about a, a year ago. And uh, the guys we were supposed to wrestle uh, actually uh, just, they just didn't show up. And uh, they're dodging they were like, you. Well, apparently, I, I don't know. And um, pretty much like, well, you could wrestle each other. And, you know, being a benefit show is a free show. And uh, I don't know if you've seen Tommy Chill work or me work, but, uh, you know, we, we like to lay it in, so to speak. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get my teeth knocked out for free. So uh, two of my students were working security. And uh, I just told the ring announcer, just announce us to the ring. We'll, we'll do the rest. And, uh, and uh, Ed Gonzalez was backstage. He's like, so you're just going to be up the security guys? I'm like, yeah. He's like, are you going to tell them? No. <laughs> so we just went out and we just, like literally two of my students who were doing security, we just threw them in. I'm like, okay, here's your first match. And uh, and that was it. Even though they were scared to death, still when they came back, it was like, oh, that you know that 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 was so awesome. So, um, you know, I, I like throwing my guys curveballs. You know, keep keep them on their feet. So, hey, that's really smart because you know I don't know what percentage of pro wrestling this is because I don't know shit about what I'm talking about, but. It's like, you know, being able to improvise is a huge, huge part of it, Uh, especially because I would probably wager that not every match goes the way it's supposed to go, you know, and so people forget stuff. I mean, all kinds of things happen, and I've seen some really great pro wrestlers make chicken salad out of chicken shit, as they say, you know, and do something like what you're talking about. Um, when's the time a student did that and, uh, you know, or did something real smart in the ring as far as like maybe their mind went blank, but somehow they just made their way out of it and it worked out great. Uh, I think my guys are really good at, uh, improvising calling it on the fly, so to speak. Um, I like to run a lot of doomsday scenarios during my training. Uh, pretty much half of my training sessions consists of practice matches where I just go, okay, you, you go wrestle you know, impress me. Um, or I'll give guys like 10 minutes to kind of figure something out and then they'll come up with all this cool stuff. Yeah. We're going to do all these moon flips, these, you know, uh, and then, uh, right before they get ready to wrestle, I'll take the ropes off the ring and just go up, 
rings broke. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Or uh, or I'll let I'll let guys plan something out, and then I'll just kind of switch the matches literally right when they get in the ring. Um, like I said at the beginning of this interview, um, you know, I think I think so many people worry about A B C D E F. They just worry about their shit. Um, you know, even the athleticism has skyrocketed. I'll, I'll admit, a lot of these guys could do stuff I could never dream of, but the actual work rate has plummeted. So I like to think I do not need slapped around. That's offensive. Man, you are getting all um, kinds of hate. What is these pro- people's problem? I don't know. They're jealous, right? Um, they, don't like a, they don't like a handsome obviously. guy. They, they, you know, they... They think that your idea is better, you know, was original and mine is a piece of shit. I mean, I think that's going, what's going on here, you know? Well, uh, Jessica has a good reason to think that uh, I'm a piece of shit because that's my wife. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if anybody would know. But, um, so. <laughs> exactly. But like I said, the actual work rate has plummeted. So, you know, I can either be one of these old guys who's bitter and I bitch about everything and I complain about everything about the good old days of wrestling – or I think I've taken the more positive approach and trained wrestling what I think is the right way. Um, you know, I mean, I'm realistic. You know, the, the wrestling business has changed completely. Um, but like I said, I'd like to think that, I, you know, with my training, I still have one hand on, on the wheel, so to speak. Man, that is really good stuff. Um the uh, the quote that you just had this is tremendous you should uh, you should put this on cards and put this on t-shirts that the athleticism is sky sky or you know uh skyrocketed i can't say it like you i get yeah, i get all flustered but uh, <laughs> but the uh, you know but the work rate has gone down that is tremendous i have a lot of old school wrestling friends uh, one of my buddies first match was in 1960 and uh, he's got a lot of bad things to say about uh, modern pro wrestling but you know a lot of times he has a lot of good things to say as well. It's just, um, you know, he wants things to be realistic. It's something that I like about your students. For example, let's just take the Hickey Boys, for example. I love the Hickey Boys, all right? And they are guys that were at Rockstar Pro doing security for years, basically, before they were allowed to do anything. And as soon as right. they gave them something to do, these guys just took it. And we got to, we got to see... Uh, the Baker, you know, at uh, IWA Mid-South a couple times doing whatever he wanted to do there. We got to see the Bruiser uh, turn heel on, on John Murray down there, and it was awesome. And I was like, where the hell did this come from? And it turns out it was there the whole time. And, uh, you know, the things those guys are doing now is tremendous. I love the Hickey Boys. Tell me, uh, tell me a funny story about the Baker. You got, you got anything funny about the Baker? Besides the fact that him and Pat are twins, and uh, like you, you've seen that, are you familiar with the movie tra- Twins? Yeah, with Arnold sure. And, uh, that's them, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so like that, they just they just they just come in and they're two different. They came into wrestling school the first day and they're just two different people. Like, yeah, we're twins, born the same day, and it's just like, shut up, quit lying to me, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Hickey Boys. Uh, Pat, with Pat, what you see is what you get. You know, he, he's, he, he's a bad motherfucker. And uh, Baker, the potential is there. I, I, just, I, think, I think Baker needs to find himself. 
But once Baker does, he's going to be unstoppable. But I, I'm very happy for the success that, you know, both of those, uh, you know, guys are, are trying to get. And uh, to, to comment on what you said earlier about the more realistic style, um, you know, I think that's another thing about the old school uh, that I appreciate was, you know, they didn't throw it in your face that it was fake. Although, to be honest, fake isn't really a word that I approve of because that doesn't accurately describe what we do. You know, they, they didn't throw it in your face, so they, they didn't insult your intelligence with the booking. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like, and this is everybody from the, the smallest independents to WWE, because the cat's out of the bag, that's kind of their excuse to basically insult your intelligence. Well, that doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't have to make sense. It's, it's all bullshit anyway. And that I really don't appreciate. Um, like uh, Infinity War. Did you watch Infinity War? I did. I like that movie. Yeah, it was a good movie, right? Mm-hmm. It was real easy to get sucked in, and and you were feeling for the characters, and Thanos was kicking everybody's asses. But you know, at the end of the show, they didn't go. Oh, by the way, uh, Josh Brolin and uh, Captain America are really buddies, and they're drinking afterwards. <laughs> you know, they they didn't beat you over the head with it. Um, you know, one of my guys. Something I like to tell all my guys is, you know, the crowd knows 99% that it's probably bullshit, but it's that 1%. It's that little bit of doubt that makes everything work. You know, that's funny you say that. Um, One of my favorite local wrestlers is a guy by the name of uh, Aaron Williams. And I've watched Aaron Williams wrestle. (laughs) I've I've watched him (laughs) wrestle a million times. And... um, (laughs) And I have sworn up and down many times that his 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 leg is going to fall off of his body, and you know, and or his his arm has been ripped out of socket. And and he's my right. friend, and I know him very very well. And I'll be riding to a show with him and stuff like that. And then on the way home, I'm like, "Man, how's your arm?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> so uh, you know, it's like in a lot of times I find that. The, the really good workers are the guys that are able to get that little tiny bit in there, like you said, to make oh, even, yeah. even somebody who's friends with them wonder, man, is he okay? You know, it, it's like it's in the selling and it's in it, things like that that I really find that stuff in today's pro wrestling. Right. It's, it's the little stuff. To be honest, doing wrestling moves isn't that hard. Any, any guy off the street, you could teach him to do a powerbomb. But th- that's... That, that's that's not all of wrestling you know it's it's storytelling it's it's all those little things a lot of those little things i kind of miss yeah i mean cool moves matter in some respects but at the same time you know uh the things that i remember are things that made me you know feel something like made me laugh like you holding the tag rope or made me uh, <laughs> angry or you know uh or made me happy, like when Daniel Winchester won the Gem City Rumble last year. I mean, I, I will never forget that because that made my head explode. I was so happy for him, you know. And um, oh yeah, it's like it's like those moments. So I think you were trying to make that point earlier uh, that you know the reason that I remember you holding the tag rope is because that's what you wanted us to remember, and that you know you do memorable right. things in order to you know be over with the crowd or whatever the case may be. But uh, it's very interesting because. Nowadays, with the advent of uh, Twitter and all this stuff, you have the gifts and whatnot, and people are literally wrestling matches on purpose to try to just 
make gifts. And it, it's, it kind of blows me away a little bit because the audience has changed a lot too. But I don't know. What right. do you think about the advent of social media and, you know, the GIF uh, generation of pro wrestlers? The do it for the GIF. It's a GIF or GIF. I've never settled. Who cares? That. GIF. It's short for graphic. But uh, I'll admit that that's, that's definitely uh, one thing. I, I don't even have a Twitter box. I have an <laughs> Xbox. Um, it, it, it definitely is a different world. Because in, you know, back in my day, uh, it was about being larger than life. It was, you know, you, you want that superstar value. You want that superstar aura. You, you know, you, you want to be looked up to. Uh, it's a different world. Now it's being attainable. Uh, so it, it definitely is a different world. Um, you know, I'll, I'll completely admit you know, like I said, I don't have a Twitter. I don't have an Instagram. I use Facebook just pretty much promote my wrestling school, and that's about it. Um, you know, it, it's a different world. Uh, social media is how you get noticed now. Um, so as far as my opinion on it, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm not really out to get a lot of work anymore. I, I'm pretty much very picky about my bookings anymore. So it's not like, oh, no, I need to open up a Twitter box and – get a hundred million followers doing my tag rope stuff. So, um, you know, I, I, it's one of those things where it's different. It's not necessarily better or worse. It's different. It just because it's new doesn't mean I hate it. Uh, I don't hate the guys who could do the the crazy athletic stuff. Okada is one of my favorites. Kenny Omega is one of my favorites. They do all that crazy stuff in the ring, but they also, tell a story mm-hmm. and I, I I'm for the fancy moves but not at the you know in place of telling the story yeah that's that's really great stuff now um gosh I have so many questions I want to ask you they're just like my brain is exploding with questions but um but go for it you know I I just I got I got all night battletoads can wait battletoads are we talking like the cartoon or the video game the the video game. I'm a I'm a retro video game collector. I, I like playing the old. That stuff. makes me feel old as crap because uh, you know <laughs> Battletoads very difficult game if I remember correctly. I think I rented that one. It was one of those ones I didn't beat. You know uh, that was a tough one. What's your favorite Nintendo game? Uh, it's kind of like asking me what my favorite movie is or my favorite match. It really depends on my mood. Uh, I would say it's either a tie between Resident Evil 4 or Virtual Pro Wrestling 2. Okay. Now, I said Nintendo game. So I, oh, Nintendo. Yeah, so come on now. You, you, you said retro gaming. I don't oh. know. Uh, Nintendo would be Mega Man 2. Okay. You know, um, some of the best music in a game ever, Mega Man 2. And also, another game with tremendous music, my favorite ever, I think, is Simon's Quest Castlevania 2. My goodness, that's some amazing music. The music's good. The game isn't, but the music's really good. Well, I disagree wholeheartedly, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> you know, um, so, yeah, man, I grew up in what, the... Uh, what questions you got? I got all night. Go ahead. Bring them on. <laughs> well, you know, I was just... You had me uh, talking about uh, Nintendos there and stuff. Um, so what, um, like, you know, this is kind of a generic question, but it's a good one. Um, you know, what is, like, some advice that you would give someone who wants to learn how to, pro, how to, how to be a pro wrestler, um, and I think I'm looking for a certain thing. 
what's important first? Like what's the first step? What's something, what's, if you could look at somebody and say, they put the cart before the horse, well, where does the horse go in this order? Are we talking just somebody off the street or somebody who's already in the business? Let's go with somebody that's already in the business since that's kind of who's watching this. Um, I would say uh, the big things that I tell my guys, mouth shut, ears open. Everybody has an opinion. That doesn't mean anybody cares about it. Uh, everybody's so worried about giving their opinion. Uh, you know, just close your mouth. Keep the ears open or the, the little wolf symbol. This is what I did. The mouth shut, ears open. You know. Uh, oh, coyote, excuse me. My wife's yelling at me. <laughs> um, uh, be, 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 be humble. Be mm -hmm. likable. You don't have to be the wrestler, best wrestler on the planet. As long as you're, you're, you're friendly and people like you, you know, you'll get on the road with people. And then that's how you meet different people. Um, and then I would say the big thing is don't be afraid of failure. Um, don't be afraid to get on the road. Don't be afraid to ask for work. Um, you know, it's real easy. And admittedly, I've been very guilty of this in the past as well. Is, you know, well, I'm not going to completely go all the way because, you know, if, if I don't try, I don't fail. And I always tell my guys, don't be that guy. You know, like, it's it's better to try it now and get turned down or fail or whatever than to you know be in your thirties forties go back. What if you know what what if I really applied myself? What if I took that one trip to all the way across the country even though I didn't have guaranteed work? Um, so you know just be be cool, be respectful, don't be a dick, and don't be afraid of failure. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had a recent uh, a opportunity to talk to the Monster Abyss, and it wasn't an interview. It was just kind of like a, you know, a thing where we got to do a little Q&A and talk to him kind of one-on-one a little bit. And I asked him a little bit about that, and uh, another uh, a wrestler asked him about advice. And one of the things that he said that I thought was awesome was, first of all, he kind of echoed what you just said, but he also said, Nobody cares about your gimmick. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about any of that stuff. Learn how to do a universal spot and do it better than anybody that has ever had, done one. And he said that's oh, yeah. that's what you, because he said he's working backstage at Impact now and you know and that kind of thing. And he's like, what they look for is they don't care that you can talk. They don't care that you can do this stuff. Can you go in there and grab a hold? Can you, you know, uh, can you call a match without everybody seeing that you're doing it? You know, and all these kinds of like basic things that pro wrestling's built on right. and, and the physical attributes. And, you know, I sit here and I watch WWE a lot and it's, it's, it's a show. You know, it's this big show with all this stuff, but it's all based on that ring and everything happens in that ring. And if you can't do the things that need to go on in the ring, then you're not a wrestler, you know? And so right. like. Those are the kinds of things that, um, you know, that someone like Abyss would teach somebody. I think that's pretty awesome. Now, I do have a very important question. Um, it, it's a weird question, but I think you know the answer because you seem like that you were on the level, my friend. And that, that question okay. is, does pro wrestling owe you anything? <laughs> it owes me a new back. Uh, it owes me uh, a lot of doctor bills. Uh, it owes me a couple cars that I've blown up on the road. Uh, pro wrestling owes me a lot. Now, will I ever actually see any of that? 
Probably not. Um, but, you know, thanks to pro wrestling, uh, I've met my wife. Um, I've met lifelong friends. Um, you know, uh, because of my school, I make a little bit of money. Not a lot of money, but a little bit of money. Um, but, yeah, pro wrestling doesn't owe anybody shit. It's, it's you know, you, you have to love wrestling because... You know, re- wrestling is is that that girl that you have the crush on that that you love, but she doesn't love you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's funny. You know, I'm often reminded of the uh, the scene in Tough Enough when uh, Triple H shows up. You know, and he tells everybody, you know, what's your wife doing? Don't know. You know, what's your what's your husband doing when you're on the road? Don't know. You know, and then uh, then you got to come home and you got to be super dead. He's being super dramatic, obviously, but at the same time. Right. You know, he's talking about it's that. The truth, and yeah, and, and not only that, but all of the people who get it, which, by the way, another right. person who gets it, Roger Ruffin, just uh, popped in and is watching, uh, one of my favorite people in the world. He, uh, you know, is one that would answer that question the same way that pro wrestling doesn't know you shit. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that if, if you think that it owes you something, something's wrong. You know what I mean? Something's not right. You know? It's ridiculous. Um, I mean, yeah, he was very dramatic, but that's something that I tell all my tryouts when they come in, like, um, uh, you know, do, are, are you in a relationship? Do you have kids? Do you have a job? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I ask, I put everything out there before they sign on the line. So that way there's no surprises. Like, look, you know, you're in competition with dozens to hundreds of other people in Ohio who are willing to drop everything. So if you, you know, if you're looking to get into professional wrestling as some sort of beer league or just get in casual, it ain't going to work because you're in competition with Aaron Williams, with Bruce Gray, with Ron Mathis. You're in competition with these guys who are dropping everything for professional wrestling. Wow. So, you know, I, I lay that all on the line before you know, they sign on the line as well. So yeah, Triple H was a little bit dramatic, you know, you know, where's your wife? Don't know, you know, but, but that the, the reality is though, you know, you, you talked a little bit earlier, you know, you're in, you're in the ring for a couple of minutes at a time. Uh, you know, that that's what actually happens in the ring. Like that's the payoff for every bump you see in the ring. You're not seeing the thousands of bumps during training. You're not seeing the time put in at the gym, in the tanning bed, watching YouTube, watching tapes, driving to training back and forth every day, driving to the show. You, like That's the work that goes into that. The, the five minutes that the people get to watch, that's the payoff. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, pa- I'm passionate. I'm- no, that's tremendous. You know, <laughs> uh, you weren't dramatic. You didn't say a uh, good snap, you know. Hey. If you, if you sold like that while I was in the ring, I tag you for real. You know, I, I just love that Triple H thing. That's tremendous stuff. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more dry sarcasm when my guys screw up in the ring. Like, <laughs> oh, that's great. That's that's fine. My my wife will love it if you bloody my nose before I go home. That's just great. I, I go with the more dry sarcasm. It's pretty and good. I, I, I don't hurt my guys physically. I hurt them emotionally. Mm, good. That's what you get them. Get them where. <laughs> get them where it counts. You know. Uh, I got you. Get, get get their pride because for all my students who happen to be watching this and be watching this later, your generation's the worst. Agreed. The absolute worst. Mm-hmm. You demand everything instantly. You guys are the worst. 
Well, and I mean that from I mean that from the bottom of my heart. If you're born after 1982, you're you're just awful. That's fair. That's fair. I I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I was definitely. You know, it's funny because uh, typically I would say that about myself. I'd say I'm the worst. You know, but you're right. I think I think it's actually the 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 generation uh, you know that's older than me. So, um, but Good, I uh, hope it offends you. That means I'm right. Than me, that so. means I'm right. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, you're right. No kidding. All right, so. Um, I, this is kind of a generic question, but it's a good one because I don't know a ton about your career. And, you know, like before what I've seen and kind of you in this trainer's role, you know, later in your career and everything. What's your favorite match that you had when you were in your prime, man? Not that you're not in your prime now. So I'm not. Uh, sad thing is, a lot of my favorite matches are, are guys who don't wrestle anymore and guys who never really wrestled in, in Dayton. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had matches with Jake Christ that I loved. Um, there was a guy in Columbus uh, who went by the name of Albie Dam. I think he goes by Lennox Norris. He pops up in the area. Mm-hmm. I've probably wrestled him legitimately 150 times. Uh, there's a guy in uh, uh, Pittsburgh, Glenn Spector. And... Uh, I had some great matches with him. Uh, unfortunately, he's not in the business anymore. Um, you know, it's kind of like asking me my favorite movie. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it really just kind of depends on my mood. I got you. Now, I could sit here and tell you all the stinkers that I've had. Well, let's hear about one of those. <laughs> let's hear about a stinker. Uh, my first ever Lucha match. Um, uh, I went to HWA. Uh, this was the uh, Cody Hawk era. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I just showed up and, uh, kind of hoping to get a spot on the card. It's like, Oh, Hey, you're here. Uh, you're wrestling this guy, super Zeta. Uh, he doesn't speak any English and you're on now. So that was fun. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he did. He didn't know what go home meant. So basically he just punched me and I just stayed down for the pin. That's tremendous. Now, I, that's a good question, kind of nerdy wrestling question here. How how does that work? I mean, like, I know that wrestling moves tend to be in multiple languages. You know, uh, some yeah. you know, I, they they tend to be in either Spanish, Japanese, or English, one or the other. And you know, if you call, you might call a tope a tope, and somebody else might call it a dive or something like that. How does that language kind of occur? And and you know, when does that become an issue? I've I've worked plenty of people who where English wasn't their primary language and re- wrestling is is an international language. Uh, if you know what you're doing, uh, the language barrier isn't really that much of a problem. Mm-hmm. It really isn't, uh, especially more so for me. I've I've always been a, a, a in the ring person, called in the ring person, uh, basically because my memory's garbage. Uh, so pretty much what you're seeing in the ring is, is what you see is what you get. So, um, wrestling's an international language and without, you know, sitting here with charts and graphs and sitting here and leisuring you for, uh, you know, a couple hours, language barrier isn't really that much of a problem. It's the thing that I don't think that someone like myself and someone, you know, who has never been in the ring can really understand is the instinct part of it. 
you know, and that's all the training is you train the instincts into the people, into the wrestlers, right? The instincts right. of I'm looking at you. I see your eyes. You see my eyes. I know what we're about to do, even though we didn't even say it. Right. I, tell me, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I like, no, I like to tell my guys thinking has no place in the ropes because if you're thinking about what you're doing, you're going to get hurt or you're going to hurt somebody else. You want the moves to become second nature. So that way, if somebody does a suplex right, we're going to drill it 20 more times. Just so, like you said, it, it is those instincts. Because when you think, you hesitate. Mm-hmm. When you hesitate, somebody gets messed up. Yeah. Well, and it's real obvious to the, the audience when wrestlers hesitate. You know, because like you said, that's when stuff gets goofed up. And that's when, you know, you get guys looking at each other just going, you know, and it's like the whole oh, match is just uh, freezing, you know. I so. hate that. I hate that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, you see that a lot nowadays, and I am a humongous fan of women's wrestling, so don't take this the wrong way, any women that are watching this. But you see that a lot in women's wrestling, I find. You know, where, you know, depending on who it is, obviously, where there's this kind of stutter step that goes on. And right. and I get it, man. I mean, if somebody, some big dude or some big, some big lady's rushing at me, you know, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, let me go back. You know, I mean, I it, the instinct part's got to kick in. Now, you know, I, I have often likened it to, uh, you know, I, I've been a musician in the past and stuff like that. And many times I've just met somebody and been like, hey, you want to jam? And people are like, holy crap, how did you do that? You didn't even know each other. How did you know how to play the song and this, that, and the other thing? And part of it is just knowing the structure of how music works. And the other way is, is also being able to improvise on the fly and having those instincts of when I hear him play this note, I know I need to play that note or whatever the case may be. So it's kind of like music in that way that, you know, you guys are like jamming, if that makes any sense. Um, really, that makes perfect sense. And uh, for layman's terms, with, with your music analogy, uh, yeah, that, that that's pretty much it. And those hesitations, I think they happen more frequently than, than you think or you notice. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Everybody at every level is going to screw up. Everybody's going to make mistakes. It happens. It's the good from the great is how well they cover. Um, if the guy really knows what he's doing, you're not going to even notice it. Wow. Yeah, it's but, funny. Uh, those, those hesitations, they, they, I think they happen quite more often than, than, than a casual viewer may even know. My, uh, my guitar teacher, who was a tremendous individual, uh, God damn, this guy could play. And he could teach even better than he could play. But he would always tell me, he'd say, he'd say uh, you know, I guess he got to talk to Steve Morse once. And Steve Morse is a really great guitar player. If you've never heard of him, go check him out. He's tremendous. I, I, I'm not a music. It's all I good. know Rick Astley. And that's about well, it. You know, I mean, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's a trick on everybody. But, uh, but the thing is, is that he said, Steve Morse said once that, uh, you know, if you screw up, just do it again and then do it again and repeat it. And then people don't even know. They just think it's part of the song. You know what I mean? So it's like part those improvisations and things like that are pretty neat. And that's one of the things that I love to watch in wrestling is to see somebody cover uh, one Ron Mathis. Uh, we've often talked about, we, we love Ron Mathis. I've seen like 300 Ron Mathis matches. I've seen so many matches of his and I, I love the dude. And one of the things I love about him, in fact, I believe Bruce Gray was in this match. Um, Bruce Gray got injured in the match. I believe, I'm pretty sure it was him. Doesn't matter. Point is, is that there was an injury. And all of a sudden, the whole match got thrown out, and we had to do something. And 
man, Ron Mathis picked up that microphone and just took it away. And he made the injury part of the story all of a sudden, weaved it in perfectly, and seemed genuinely angry that he couldn't finish the match, you know, and whatever his character was doing at that time. It was amazing. And still to this day, little things like that, when I see them, I just am blown away by stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of those things you got to take advantage of. One of one of my biggest pet peeves is when somebody says supposed to. This was supposed to happen this way. This is supposed to happen this way. Wrestling is a is is a sport, it's a performance art. It's any it's unlike anything. It's 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 a play, it's a one-man stunt show, and when these little things happen, you, that's reality. That's that's part of what happened. If somebody gets hurt, then they get hurt. If the ring breaks, then the, the ring breaks. Um, it, it, nothing more frustrating when I hear like, "Hey, you know th- this this big crazy power bomb four fifty move looked great. Why didn't you beat him? Because we because we were supposed to do five more things after that, mm-hmm. and then I just, like just stop talking." <laughs> Just stop talking. <laughs> well, that's funny because I think a lot of times artists get credit for stuff that they didn't think that they were doing. You know what I mean? Because a lot of artists, improvisation, like you said, and I many times have been playing guitar and like gone back and listened to a recording of it and been like, man, that was pretty cool. Had no idea I was doing that or supposed to do that, quote unquote, you know, and it just turned out great. But then you learn from it and you can make that part of your repertoire. And that's part of the learning process. And like you said before, if you stop doing that, then you're stagnant, right? You, you aren't going anywhere. And then eventually no you're going down. stagnant wrestling. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Well, man, so you mentioned a little bit of New Japan. So you, you watch a little New Japan these days, huh? Um, I, I I watch New Japan for the entertainment value. I watch I watch WWE to basically break it down. Uh, it's you know I've been doing this for 19 years. It's hard to watch that without a critical eye. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it really takes a lot for me to get sucked into a match and be able to watch it as a casual fan. You know, unfortunately, wrestling is ruined for me forever. Uh, <laughs> but New New Japan is. Uh, is the one show where I can sit back and actually turn the brain off and actually watch it as a fan. I'm a big fan of uh, New Japan World. Well, who's your guy? Uh, Ishii. I love Ishii. Uh, Ishii's awesome. Uh, I know a lot of people don't say this, but I like Tamatonga a lot. Uh, like He's one guy who could go to WWE and be great. Uh, Okada, obviously. Um I, I like just about everything. You know, I even like Toriano. I love I there's there's so many guys in, in New Japan that I love. I miss Hanma. Hanma was one of my favorite guys, and I'm so mad he got hurt. Because he was just yeah. the best, man. And um, you know, I, I another thing that I really love about New Japan is is the different style of working, obviously. And one thing I wanted to ask you about, this is a super-duper nerdy wrestling thing, all right? So get prepared here. Go for it. And and I've noticed in Western wrestling, um, when guys hit the ropes, they usually run towards the ropes. And they turn around and grab it, and they, you know, like you're supposed to. And in New Japan, guys like to back into the ropes quite a bit. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but they, a lot of times, will run backwards, like with real quick shuffle feet on purpose to go back. And, and, you know, one of your guys, Ishii, 
you know, he does that a ton, and Hanma would do that a lot. What do you think of that? Is that pretty cool, or is that something you you know that doesn't matter to you? It's just different styles. It, it, New Japan's treated more of a sport, and they they put into their training. Don't ever turn your back. Don't turn your back to your opponent. So that's where a lot of that comes from. Whereas uh, with American wrestling, there's a lot more suspension of disbelief. So you can get away with forearming somebody in the face and then turning around, running to the ropes. I personally don't do that, but I, I see I see where that comes from. That's awesome. If you could face one person from New Japan, and this is this is the match, man. You guys are headlining. Uh, you know, pro wrestling live. You got you got uh, your new Japan guy coming in. You guys got a huge building. It's booked. You sold three thousand tickets. Who's it going to be against? Captain New Japan. <laughs> oh, get out of here! <laughs> so he doesn't exist anymore. So you really mean Bone Soldier, right? Well, no, Captain New Japan. <laughs> I stand by my answer. It's <laughs> a great answer. Are you familiar with? I've said. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're good. I was Go. going to say, my dream match forever has been Virgil. Okay. That's the one guy I've, I've always wanted to wrestle, but it'll never happen. Why? I, I'm pretty it'll sure I'm pretty sure you can get that booking. It's like $15 or something. Yeah, I know, but he's making that Olive Garden money or whatever Meat that was sauce, a couple right? years ago. I forget. <laughs> I forget. I don't it's fuck money, I think is what it's called. But uh, yes. yes, so yes. there you go. But yeah, that guy, wow. You know, um, there's a lot, a lot of fun stories with that guy. But anyway, so um, the, uh, you know, I, it's going it, to, you said it's going to be, um, who'd you say your New Japan guy was? I'm sorry, you said Captain New Japan, right? Are you familiar yes. with a wrestler that is in the Kentucky Anna area? His name's Adam Slade. Have you ever heard of that guy? No, I can't say that. He, he is, he, one of his gimmick things is that he is the Winter Swolger. And he comes out with a giant, like, Captain America shield with his face on it. And uh, okay. I, I was confused at first because I thought the Winter Soldier was somebody else. But it turns out that Captain America yeah. was the Winter Soldier at one point. And, you know, it's all confusing. Well, I Winter Soldier was Captain America when Steve Rogers died. That's, that's another podcast. Yeah, of course. Comics is another podcast. You see, <laughs> you guys know all this shit. It's, it's crazy nowadays how it's cool to know stuff like that. Man, I grew up when it wasn't cool. Oh, don't, don't get me started. When I was a kid and I played video games and I read comic books, I was picked on for it. So I've paid my dues. So the fact that it's cool now pisses me off. <laughs> Again, another, another reason why this generation is the worst. That's fair. So if you're one of my students or a casual watcher and you're a millennial, you're the worst. Awesome. Well, out of my heart. man, I haven't brought this out for a little bit. Um, I am going to step away. For about two seconds, so if you could just fill just a little time talking shit about me or whatever you want to do, just for two seconds, I'm going to grab something because we have to try something because I think this will be the greatest version of this that we've ever done on here. Okay, so just give me one moment. I'll be right back, okay? Okay, two minutes. I'm going to go ahead and plug my shit. ProWrestlingLive.com, June 16th. Oh, he's that was quick. All right, I didn't even get to plug my stuff. <laughs> well, that was, wasn't even two minutes. Well, go ahead. I didn't say two minutes. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of which, before we get into this, what kind of stuff do you want to plug, man? 
Um, like I said, I'm kind of picky about my bookings. Uh, right now, the uh, the only one that I know offhand is, is Pro Wrestling Live, June 16th. Like I said, it's going to be a stack show. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a card. And again, the uh, after party is the real reason why you want to be there as well at Gehanna Lanes. Uh, also, if you want to get into professional wrestling, um, copwa.com, the Ohio Pro Wrestling Academy. Uh, if you want to get into the business or if you're in the business and just want to come in and knock the ring rust off, we have free tryouts uh, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Uh, no commitment, literally nothing to lose. Even if you think pro wrestling may or may not be for you, come in and see if it's for you. Uh, we don't we don't give you sales pitches. We're, uh, like I said, it's a passion project for me, so we're very much a tell-it-how-it-is pro wrestling school. Uh, you know, I'd rather have a quality three people than mediocre 30. Tremendous. So C-O- copwa.com. And then when is uh, this pro wrestling live show again, and how can we get tickets to that? You can go to prowrestlinglive.com. Front row sold out. Second row's just about sold out, but there's still plenty of seating available. Okay, awesome. Are you familiar with what Mad Libs are? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, WWE or Total, okay. Div- or Total Divas? Which one? I'll do WWE. Okay. All I right. don't watch Total Divas. Well, I don't either, but... Uh, you know, Mad Libs about Total Divas. That's some fun shit right there. All right, so here's here we go. Now, normally, okay. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Normally, when I try this, my guests fail miserably and end up looking like fools. So I'm just going to give you the rules. These are my rules for, for Mad Libs. You say whatever you want. Use whatever words you want. But my thing is this. The more childish, the more silly, the more gross, the better. All right, that's just my opinion. Okay. Um, words like boobs and dick and fart, those are outstanding for Mad Libs. Uh, words like um, dog or shoe, not good. You know what I mean? So that's all, that's all <laughs> I'm saying. All right. So the very first word we need, and it's, it, it can't be a play, all right, so don't make that joke, is adjective. All right, so we need an adjective. Okay. An adjective? This is a describing word, so it could be a color. Wet. Wet. Very wet. good. See? You know what you're doing. Um, now we need a noun. Hey, wife, I said your favorite word, wet. Uh, <laughs> I said wet. Uh-oh. I'm not gross. Guess I didn't say moist. Wife heat right there. Okay. Uh, so uh, what's, what's the uh, – we got a noun that's person, place, or thing? Will the thrill. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um. You know what? We're going to use that for something later. There's a person in the room line, and we'll use Will the Thrill because I think that'll be better. Um, and then we another noun. Yeah, give me another noun, please. Wiener. Wiener. Oh, tremendous! That is a tremendous one. Wow. <laughs> All right, so we need an adjective. And again, it can't be play. So another adjective. Plays a verb. I I, I get the reference. <laughs> um, Moldy. Moldy. Very good. That's gross. I like it. Uh, now a plural noun. A plural noun. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking AIDS. Okay. Okay. A little little un PC, but that's okay. It's it's 2018. That all oh, that shit's a long time ago. Anyway, I'm old. So it's fair enough. I'm now. old. I'm almost at that age where I don't have to be PC. Anymore. That's true. It, now we need a number. 
5,280. Tremendous. All right, so one mile. And uh, we need another number. One. One. Oh, awesome. And <laughs> one dollar. Um, and now we need a noun. A noun? Oh, we cat. got we got a bunch of nouns coming. What was the noun? I'm sorry. Cat. Cat. Okay. All I right. say that. I say that because uh, I'm looking at uh, Beef Supreme. Beef Supreme. That's your cat. Holy crap. That's yes. that's a cream dream right there. So uh, what is what's we we got a bunch of nouns coming. So you could just fire off some nouns okay. here. Another one. Mm-hmm. Fresca. Okay. Tremendous, and then just we need we're gonna need a bunch of nouns here, so we just keep bringing the nouns. Fresca, that's awesome. Pit, piss, pit, and piss. Okay, got it. All right, and now we need a plural noun. A plural noun. Mm -hmm. Boobies. Boobies. Tremendous. And how about a verb ending in ing? Napping. Napping, okay. And we need another noun, and we are almost done here. George Foreman Grill. Oh, that's great. Um, <laughs> um, also, there's a, there's another person in the room. I put Path City. So, okay. All right. Now we have another person in the room. Another person in the room. Mm -hmm. Thinking, thinking. How about John Cena? No, nope. <laughs> I, I was going to say something, but I'm, I'm not going to go there. So go ahead, <laughs> well, go, go ahead, go ahead. Put Creepy Joe. Creepy Joe. All right. <laughs> creepy Joe. Um, all right. So we need a number. Seven. Seven. An adjective. Slimy. Slimy. Very good one. That's one of my favorites. And we need a noun, and we are finished, my friend. Dodgeball. Okay. Okay. Dodgeball. All right. So this one is called Limited Time Offer. It's got a picture of the big okay. show. The big show is right there. Okay. So it says, WWE fans know that when it comes to wet moments in sports entertainment, there's only one wiener in town. <laughs> Kid joke. <laughs> and now, for the moldy price of only 49 aids, you can own the top 5,280 moments in WWE history. That's 1% off the retail price. See the historic <laughs> King of the Cat tournament when Will the Thrill fell off the top rope of a fresca. Remember when that went out to me. <laughs> Remember when Big Show broke through the steel tit using nothing but his own piss? <laughs> <laughs> and who could forget the classic moment when Daniel Bryan jumped on Path City? All the way from the top of the George Foreman grill. That was quite a moment. <laughs> um, yes, ladies and boobies, you can own all of these heart napping moments. <laughs> That's a good one right there. Heart napping. I like that. Heart napping moments on this seven disc DVD set, but you must act now. 
The first 100 callers will receive a slimy bonus DVD, including footage of Creepy Joe shaving the Mrs. Dodgeball. <laughs> I knew you'd be good at that. If, that if, was if, you, if you knew Creepy Joe, that, that, that's great. He's always, he's always <laughs> shaving the Mrs. Dodgeballs, huh? <laughs> anyway, yes. well, man, this has been a fucking blast. I think you're the best, and I'm so happy you did this. Thank you so much. And just so you know, I made this announce on the audio announcement on the audio podcast. This is going to be one of my last uh, Facebook Live uh, uh, interviews that I've been I'm going to do. So I had to get you in here. I'm going to go through June, and that's it. And I was like, I got to get James Avery in there, you know, because you're well, one of those guys that, that is just uh, you are Ohio wrestling. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that represent Ohio wrestling, and they're great and everything, but. You're the guy that maybe everybody doesn't know about that is Ohio wrestling, and so I have my stink on everything. Yes, you do, my friend. Yes, you, you're, <laughs> you're, uh, you're wet, slimy stink, fresca. Yes. So, uh, but <laughs> anyway, but thank you so much. Uh, last minute plug. So we got Pro Wrestling Live coming up on June 16th, I believe. Correct. Yes. And that's going to yes. be in Blackwater, Ohio. Black what, Ohio? Black Lick. Black Lick. Basically Columbus. Basically Columbus. It's going to be right outside of Columbus. It's a suburb of Columbus. Columbus is great. Go Buckeyes, you know, and all that stuff. And you, uh, you know, you can get tickets at ProWrestlingLive.com. How did you get that website? That's awesome. You got to talk to Tommy Chill. That was that was all him doing. Man, that's 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 a good uh, get right there, you know. Uh, but uh, but anyway, and you can follow uh, James Avery here on Facebook, obviously, which you probably do already. But still, get get the, a follow at the, at the the James Avery. There you go. And uh, no relation to a Shredder or Uncle Phil. No kidding. Isn't that crazy? Gosh, that blew <laughs> that blew my mind when I found that out like ten years ago or whatever. I was like, oh my god. But uh, anyway, if you don't know what that is, then you know uh, Google Shredder and Uncle Phil, and you will know. Uh, but uh, but anyway, do you have any questions for me? Is there anything else you would like to say to the listening and watching audience of Facebook Live? No. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I've gotten all my plugs in, and uh, like I said, uh, if you're watching this and you feel professional wrestling, maybe for you or maybe not for you. Uh, we have uh, open free trout Sundays at 11 a.m. Come out, nothing to lose. Better than uh, being an old guy and going back and going, what if? It's true. Thank you so much, man. I hope you have a great night, and we'll see you in June, okay? You. you too. Thank you. All right. Bye.